2: Good morning. It's 8:30 on Wednesday, March 22nd. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, a coalition of workers' rights organizations call on the Biden administration to take action against a federally contracted call center. Then, health experts in Mississippi advise colorectal screenings to lower one of the nation's highest mortality rates. Plus, we examine the health of Mississippi banks following a recent bank run in California. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The Maximus Call Center in Hattiesburg serves the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, But in recent years, workers at the federal contractor have staged a number of strikes over what they say are unfair labor practices. And now with the support of a coalition of workers' rights organizations, they're calling on the Biden administration to investigate. That coalition includes the NAACP and CEO, Derek Johnson.
1: We fight for equal protection under the law and equity and opportunity. But we also recognize there would not have been an NAACP or a civil rights movement if workers were not being exploited for free slavery or cheap labor. And that's why we support collective bargaining. And what we are looking at right now is a corporation that has mistreated their workers and exploited tax dollars without providing the the necessary equity and opportunity with this administration that Black votes turned out in droves across the South in pursuit of that opportunity. So we're calling on the Biden administration to live up to his his proclamation, the executive order, as well as the spirit of ensuring a decent wage and living environment for workers.
2: The NAACP collaborated with the Communications Workers of America and the Strategic Organizing Center to produce a report on racial disparities in the Maximus workforce. The report revealed that Black and Latina women are the single largest group of frontline workers at 48%, but they represent only 5% of executives. Deja Arrington has a decade of experience in call centers. Customer service correspondent says she's one of the many who have been ignored for supervisory roles.
3: Despite being at call centers for this long, I have yet to obtain a supervisor role. Um, I have been going to further my education outside of Maximus Health. I currently have a year and a half left of my bachelor's degree and. I love my job. I really, really do. Um, I love being able to help people. That's my purpose in life is to enrich other people's lives to continue to grow. Um, I've always believed that when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. So it's never a have empty type situation. Um, but with Maximus, I can't help but look at it as a half empty type of situation because I see that there is no growth for me and I know that I am a great employee I have applied for several different supervisor positions however Maximus has never given me a yes or no as to why I've never been selected if I could get Maximus to respect me and believe in me like I believe in them then we can go places together, and but that takes accountability and actions on both sides.
2: The workers' rights organizations also have the support of Congressional Democrat Benny Thompson of Mississippi.
4: Uh, I've heard all the stories, and it's unfortunate that in this day and time, a federal contractor uh, would treat uh, any worker, especially federal workers like this. Uh, I've looked at the. Uh, history of Maximus. Uh, Right now, uh, they have over $4 billion in contracts uh, around uh, this country. They're a large company. They could treat their workers better. And it's time in this issue around uh, equity and inclusion that they do better. I'm told uh, in the South, uh, when you learn better, you do better. Uh, Maximus still is in the learning process before they do better. Uh, I'm joining the NAACP, CWA, and other organizations of goodwill in calling on the Biden administration uh, to step forward, look at the issues, and if this contractor is in violation of the intent and spirit of this whole issue around equity and inclusion, to hold them accountable. Either fix it, or find us another contractor who will.
2: The report says the Maximus all-white executive team received a total of $1.49 million in cash bonuses over the course of 2021 and 2022, tied directly to diversity and engagement metrics. Coming up, health experts in Mississippi advise colorectal screenings to lower one of the nation's highest mortality rates. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: Fix It 101 is a fun podcast with lots of home improvement information. Even if that's not your bag, all of the episodes are archived online. So if the mood strikes you or if the need motivates you, you can search your project. And yes, there is a Fix It 101 podcast for that.
2: March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, and medical professionals are urging Mississippians to get screened for the disease. The state has one of the highest mortality rates in the nation. Part of this outreach and education effort was a pop demonstration yesterday at St. Dominic's Hospital in Jackson. There, Jimmy Wells, a nurse who specializes in helping patients diagnosed with cancer, takes visitors through an inflatable tunnel that looks like a colon. Our Kobe Vance joined her for an unconventional tour.
5: We now start earlier. You can actually get your colonoscopy at age 45, and that is very, very important. So our wonderful blow-up colon here actually walks you through the process of what a normal colon looks like versus what a polyp looks like. And the way I describe a polyp is like a pimple on the inside of your gut. Because that pimple can actually change and do something that's not good. That polyp or that pimple can and will change eventually into a cancer, which we want to prevent at all costs. How does this
0: blow-up help demonstrate and help people walk through the actual process of knowing what could be going on inside their body and how they should be preparing to get that screened?
5: one of the things you know if you see it you can believe it and if you can touch it and so we have an example here just what a normal gut looks like when it's absolutely perfectly smooth and then you see what it what a polyp looks like and literally if you've ever had a colonoscopy and they give you those pictures it looks just like this model so we show the transition of what a polyp looks like where we can get it out before it turns into a cancer, but then we also on the other side of this model show what it looks like when it starts to turn into a cancer. It gets a cauliflower uh, texture on the top of it, and that's when it's turned into a bad player. So the whole point is that we want to get it out before it ever turns or looks anything like a cancer, which is what a polyp is. So encouraging folks to please have those conversations with your doctor about your screenings, that yes, they. can start at age 45, but the other thing to, that's important is that if you're having symptoms before the age of 45, have that conversation with your doctor because you may need a colonoscopy before age 45, but that's a conversation with your doctor.
0: If you don't mind, can we walk through the exhibit and of you tell course. us a little bit about what we were seeing?
5: Okay, what we're seeing here, initially, this nice, smooth, this is what a totally healthy colon looks like. There's nothing in here, and this is actually what you want. But unfortunately, as we age and as we go through life, there are times when you will develop these things that look like pimples, and uh, these are polyps. So when polyps develop, they don't bother you, they don't hurt you don't even know that they're there. But the problem with polyps is that if you leave them alone, and they're nice and smooth and they're just kind of like pimples on the inside of the gut but if they're left alone eventually they will turn into something else that has a cauliflower texture on the top of them this is where they're turning into a cancer so there's a transition period where it's nice and smooth hopefully you'll just have one or two and you can get those out but if you leave them alone eventually they will turn into something else and turn into a cancer. So you want to get it out at the pre-cancer where it's not ever a cancer before it turns into a cancer. And that's the whole point because it's a simple test that can be done. Uh, Your insurance will cover it starting at age 45, but we need to make sure that we can decrease our incidence rates of colon cancer just by getting colonoscopy.
0: I see in here y'all also have displays of advanced colorectal cancer and Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do those play into uh, the importance of getting a colonoscopy screening?
5: Well, the one thing about uh, colonoscopy screenings is that there are lots of types of disorders of the GI tract. Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, all of those things have nothing to do with cancer but the symptoms kind of overlay the same symptoms that you would have with a colorectal cancer. So. For people that have Crohn's or have an irritable bowel syndrome, that conversation with their physician needs to go on because they could have polyps or have something turn into a malignancy. doesn't mean that it's automatic, but it does mean that you need to be watching for it and you need to be screening for it because the symptoms of Crohn's and some of the other GI disorders can mimic what you see with colon cancer. So you want to check. You always want to check to make sure and have a visualization. And that's the thing what a colonoscopy is. It is a visualization. You actually see the colon, and you can actually see those polyps and get them out. And physicians that are doing those colonoscopies, they know the difference between what a Crohn's gut looks like versus what a polyp looks like. So that's why we have those experts to do those tests for us.
0: I also wanted to ask, um, some people have concerns about going out and getting a colonoscopy. They're concerned that it might hurt. Uh, what, What would be your advice to people who might have those concerns?
5: The thing about a colonoscopy is that anesthesia is used. You have a what I call a wonderful nap time. You're actually sedated while you're getting the colonoscopy. Now, there is a prep prior to getting the colonoscopy because we need the gut clean, but as far as pain or discomfort, there is none. Uh, you have an anesthesiologist or someone there that's managing you and monitoring you, so it's just sleepy time, and you wake up and get your results.
0: And if something is identified during a colonoscopy, What are the next steps um, going, especially when it comes to something potentially cancerous being identified?
5: Okay. If they find something during a colonoscopy, the first thing, the wonderful thing is that they can actually do the biopsy at that time. If they find a polyp, whether it's cancerous or not, that polyp is going to be sent to the lab, to the pathology lab, to check it. it turns out that that is either a precancer or a cancerous lesion, that means that we can actually do something about it. So the steps are, if they find something in the colon, be it a polyp or something else, they're automatically going to take a piece of it. That piece is going to be sent to the lab, which is the pathology lab where they'll put that under a microscope and they can determine whether or not this is a true cancer and whether or not we need to do anything else. If it ends up being a true cancer, then there are other things that need to happen after that if a cancer is diagnosed. You
0: mentioned earlier it's also possible to prevent colon cancer. What are some ways that people can go about that?
5: Preventing colon cancer, I love this conversation. The first thing, of course, is getting your colonoscopy and getting those polyps out, but there are lifestyle things that really impact the incidence. Things like making sure that you're physically active. In, and I always say that physical activity has nothing to do with your body size, whatever your body size, be active with whatever it is. Having a healthy diet, meaning fresh vegetables, fruit, Without adding not cooked and not a lot of sugars in it, drinking plenty of fluids that's non-carbonated and don't have a lot of sugar. So healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, and being physically active are the key things that all of us can do to decrease our risk and possibly prevent colorectal cancer.
0: Have you been able to talk with other patients that have come through the day?
5: Oh, yeah. It's been fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's had a lot of fun because some people have seen it, some people have not. And they always talk about policy, but they've never really had a chance to see it. And to have the conversation with someone without being stressed, because it is stressful getting a colonoscopy. It is stressful having that conversation. So to have this conversation in a relaxed environment where you can ask those questions and uh, get real-time answers is, has been important. And I've, I've enjoyed talking with folks because I've gotten some wonderful stories.
2: Jimmy Wells is a nurse at St. Dominic's Hospital in Jackson. Coming up, we examine the health of Mississippi banks following a recent bank run in California. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
2: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Earlier this month, a wave of financial panic hit the market as a couple of regional banks in California experienced a bank run. The experience re-energized questions about financial regulations and the fragility of the banking system. To better understand how that situation affects and informs our regional banks, we talked to Gordon Fellows of the Mississippi Bankers Association.
6: First and foremost, Mississippians need to think about uh, and remember the importance of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation de- deposit insurance program. That is a, uh, it's a 90-year-old program, almost 90 years old, um, and it's easy to sort of not think about it being an important aspect of the banking industry until times get challenging, um, but um, you know, every bank account that has two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less in it is fully insured by the FDIC, and, and banks you know pay premiums to the FDIC every quarter to to keep the insurance fund solvent. Uh, you know, what's amazing about that is um, since the institution of the fund almost ninety years ago, no no amount of money in an FDIC-insured account has ever been lost. It has a 100% return rate when, when there are issues with, with banks, right? So um, one of the, I think, important lessons here, particularly with SBB, as it applies to Mississippians, is to remember that that FDIC insurance is a really important feature of having a bank account. It's one of the reasons you want a bank account in the first place. Um, and it's really important for... Mississippians to make sure um, you know they're keeping their money in a safe place, and, and you can't get any safer than an FDIC-insured bank account.
2: Say so um, you have more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, should you put it in different banks so it will be covered by the FDIC?
6: Yes, you can do that, or um, most banks participate in deposit-sharing networks called reciprocal deposit networks. So um, those are technical. Um, but um, they allow a customer to, to deposit more than $250,000 into one depository uh, and then the bank spreads the, the amount above250,000 across um, all the other members of the network. Um, so so the deposit ends up being fully insured even though it's more uh, than, the, than the maximum amount per account. So, um you know that's one of the tools that banks have to help individuals uh, or businesses get more than uh two hundred fifty thousand there are some additional tools like setting up bill accounts there are some limits you know on how many accounts you can have at a bank but uh you can you can do a few different things uh and our banks are really good at helping their customers ensure they have maximum exposure to the fdic insurance program and and that's really what we've seen this week. We have not seen a run on deposits, which is what really caused the problem at SBB. Right, a lot of deposit holders got nervous um, and they got online or they went to the bank and they withdrew their funds. It's an old-fashioned bank run, kind of thing that used to happen um, you know decades ago, but we haven't really seen a bank run like that uh, in a long time. Um, and so so the big fear. You know, coming into this week, what well, across the country was, are people gonna be nervous and and go pull their deposits and and sort of you know panic ensue? And, and And that has not happened. and and I, I want to thank Mississippians for being diligent and, and not sort of overreacting. Um, uh, that that's been a really uh, a good thing for our state. So so we've actually seen a, a net inflow. A lot of banks have seen a net inflow of deposits this week. Um, and it's because people are trying to, you know, get as, restructure their 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 money to make sure they are they have maximum, you know, uh, exposure to the FDIC insurance program.
2: In terms of investments, stocks, bonds, money markets, 401ks, IRAs, trust investments, how will they be affected?
6: Well, you know, a lot of those, um, you know, bonds are, are subject to, the value of the bonds are subject to the interest rate that is set by the Federal Reserve, um, and so there was this expectation that the Fed was going to continue to raise interest rates um, to tamp down inflation. And as that's been happening, as the, rate, as the interest rates have gone up, the return on bonds has, has gone down, which is the normal, you know, course of action. Um, and so, one of the big questions, you know, that's going to have to be answered next week by the Fed is: was this enough of a of an event to slow? The rate of of um, the speed at which they've been increasing uh, the the general interest rate, or will they continue with increasing? And and, and I think I think the answer to that question is really going to impact um, what happens with equity investments in the stock market, right? I mean, if the Fed sort of signals some dovishness in interest rates, um, then then the stock market will likely react pretty favorably. But I don't know. You know, I'm not an investment advisor, um, but but I. I think that the, the, the way to answer that question is sort of let's wait and see what the Fed does. And, and, and that will probably drive the market reaction, both in terms of stocks and bonds.
2: Because people have seen a decline in their IRAs and 401ks yeah. and money markets and are very concerned about that.
6: Yep, Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, and, and, and that is all driven, um, you know, by the way the market has been responding to the interest rate um, increases that the fed has been pushing because they're trying to tamp down inflation. Right. So, and all of this ultimately ties back to all of the stimulus, multiple stimulus packages that Congress passed um, during the uh, the COVID emergency. Um, so, you know, we've got a ways to go to get through these challenges, but, one of the great things about Mississippi banks is that they are incredibly well-managed. During the 08 and 09, crisis banks all over the country were failing due to mortgage exposure. In Mississippi, we didn't have a single mortgage-related failure, right? Our banks are very conservative economically. Um, the real problem with SVB was that they had this super high concentration in the tech sector, right? And in our banks, anytime you get a bank overly Concentrated into one economic sector, it exposes the bank's balance sheet to all the risk of that sector.
2: Why would um, regulators that? let that happen?
6: They shouldn't have. I, I don't know. so so one one point to that, um, you know there are uh, several federal regulatory agencies that set banking rules, uh, the FDIC, the Federal Reserve, the OCC, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, all of those agencies have bank oversight. Um, And so do the state banking authorities in each state. And so uh, that California bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, was actually chartered by the state bank regulator in California. So the, the state of California had primary regulatory oversight, just like most of the banks in Mississippi are chartered by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance. And I don't I don't speak for our state commissioner of banking, um, but I can guarantee you she would not let any of our banks uh, get that concentrated in any business. Uh, And none of our banks would want to be that concentrated in any business. So that is the question. How did the regulators let that bank get so concentrated, especially as 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 their deposits were growing so fast? That should have been a red flag, too. Their deposits were growing at, at an exponential rate. And as interest rates are going up, we, we've been talking in Mississippi with our banks about, you know, the rising interest rate environment and, and changes banks need to make to their balance sheet to protect against the risk from that since, you know, last summer. I mean, it, 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 this is not a – everybody's seeing the interest rate increases coming, right? This is not a uh, – it's not a surprise. And, and I, don't, I don't understand how the regulators let this happen in California. It, it is befuddling. And, and I think as – once the dust settles – Uh, and we have time to sort of examine and look back, that's going to be one of the key learnings.
2: We'll hear more from Gordon Fellows tomorrow. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.